0: Hey, it's Michael, back for another postseason deep dive for LEGO Masters Season 4 on my podcast, Talk Bricks Masters. Today, I was lucky enough to get to sit down with Nina and Sam to break down their full experience on the show. And these postseason deep dives have just been so much fun that I can't wait to get to talk to the rest of the contestants. So be sure to stay tuned, because the fun doesn't stop here, as I'll have more postseason deep dives with your favorite teams. And if you're looking for even more LEGO content, over on my YouTube channel, Talk Bricks, every week I break down the weekend lego news with all the stories you need to know about and the next video is coming tomorrow and with all that out of the way here's my deep dive with nina and sam well we had christopher and robert but we had to keep the fun going so of course i had to bring you another one of your favorite teams from season four your second place to golden brick time winning team of nina and sam say hello to everyone on the podcast Hi. hi (laughs) Great to be here. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Well, it's so great to have you. I feel so grateful um, just to like be in the presence of greatness. Um, And you you two (laughs) were like definitely, you know, a fan favorite of ours here on the podcast. You know, we've been rooting you for both of you since the first episode. And I also like really admire the mother-son relationship because my mom... I you know, has been long questioning why I collect so much Lego. Um, only recently, I've been getting her into the Lego art sets. She finds it very therapeutic. But, you know, I think, like, why don't we start right there, Nina? I know we talked about this, I think, a little bit in your preseason interview. But, you know, how did you get into Lego? On the show, you know, there's a cheeky joke about it in episode one, where they're like, you are like, well, I was the one buying the Lego. But, you know, I'd love just to get like, how you got into all this fun.
1: Well, um, I like i said i was there buying the lego for sam and um after a while uh like you know when you start out you help them out you go through the instructions on the sets and everything like that and it didn't take very long before sam was saying well wow you're just going to slow Mom," and you know <laughs> i'm still trying to find the pieces and I was like got it all built and so um i was no longer needed <laughs> um, and then, um, you know, I, it was really, I was just buying the sets for him and giving, you know, everybody was buying sets for Sam at that time. And then um, I think it was, when was it last, The uh, two years ago now? Not this Christmas, the Christmas before we went on the show, um, just out of the blue, I saw the Lego flower sets. and um, I really liked them and I said well Sam I think it's time for you to buy me some lego and he bought (laughs) me the birds of paradise and I uh, put those together with Sam and for some reason he thought that was good enough for him to ask me to be on the show with him. And so really that's been my cycle journey. Um, I did learn a lot during this whole thing, um whole journey. And um and so yeah, I've learned lots and <laughs> I can build. Yeah. I can build pretty fast now once Sam tells me what to do. <laughs>
0: exactly. Look how far you've come from uh, you know, mom, you're too slow to uh your team was known for your speed on the show. But, you know, Sam, obviously we we know that your first sets, you know, were bought by, you know, by Nina here. But what, if, you know, I'm curious for you, you know, from an origin story standpoint, like what took it up a notch? Like, you know, obviously. People like toys, but then what made it a thing for you? Um,
2: wow, that's a very good question. Um, <laughs> I, you know, I don't even know. I, it's, it's kind of been something that I've been so into for so long that I don't, I like, I just haven't thought about like, what was my aha moment with it in a very long time, I guess. Um, I, I think it was when I was, you know, in junior high or like around that age and just kind of like being a person my age growing up on the internet that I start kind of like, involving myself in the online lego community and seeing what all these like cool builders are doing like i remember (laughs) you know um scrolling through sites like the brothers brick and like from bricks to boffins and like all of these like online lego blogs from like back in the day like even euro bricks a little bit um and just being like amazed by what all these other people are doing and then just wanting to do that myself so it just came from, you know, growing up within, like, kind of growing up in the age of the internet and being able to see <laughs> what everybody everywhere is doing all the time and just taking inspiration from that and going from there.
0: I love it. Yeah. I, I feel like I grew up in that same era. Like those were the sites I was looking at or posting my photos on um, brick shelf, uh, you know, an old photo sharing website. So, oh yeah, I've
2: definitely got a brick shelf account and I like, I'm pretty sure I could just like store my taxes on there now.
0: Like I don't (laughs) know what else you could use it for. Exactly. Exactly. Well, um, you know, obviously you know, the love of Lego was, you know, a long journey for you, Sam and Nina, you know, you're back into it now with the floral sets, but what got you into the Lego masters, you know, world, like what got you involved in casting?
2: Um, I think like a lot of people, uh, a fella just slid into my DMS on Instagram (laughs) and was like, Hey, have you ever considered of applying for Lego masters? And I knew like, this is around the time, but now season four and, I heard the stories of like someone will eventually slide into your DMs if you have any kind of like Lego (laughs) Instagram page. And um, I looked at the guy's profile and sure enough, he was followed by, you know, uh, like Nick DM and like, you know, other people that I know that have been on the show before. So I was like, oh, this guy seems legit. Might as well respond. And uh, from there, it was just kind of like, oh, we'll see how this all goes. And they said, you know, we'd really like you to. Go on the show with a family member. And I said, um, you know, well, if I take my wife, then I don't know who's gonna look after my cats. So, you know, mom's <laughs> built a set in the last three months. Let's try it out.
0: Wow. <laughs> and the rest is history. Yes, in a big way. Well, you know, obviously a lot of people, you know, when they get involved with the casting process, now they're on the show, they take very different approaches to prepare. So I'm curious, you know, what did you do to prepare? And Nina, maybe with you, you know, obviously you've had this, you know, this formative experience, you know, when Sam was young and now you're back into it, you know, was there any boot camps that Sam put you through to get you ready for the show?
1: So let's just go back a minute for, you know, how did you get onto the show? Sam was approached pretty early on by this, the, the casting, um, member. And, um, he was like, maybe, I don't know. I'm just like, You know he told a few people and then told a few people over at Christmas and I think he was asked to respond to them by December and he didn't and then um and then you know like everybody you get have a bad day at work and Sam then pulled out his phone and said, "Hey, <laughs> like, you know, can I still apply?" <laughs> um, yeah, it so was
2: it was right around Christmas that I got reached out to, and it was just after New Year's that I just had a day at work, and I was like, "I don't, I don't need this job. Like, I would rather be doing anything else." <laughs> so, like, what's the worst that can happen? Let's say yes to the Lego Masters guy, and uh, yeah,
0: that's kind of how casting happens for me, at least. I mean listen, you win the hundred thousand dollars, you don't need that job, you know. So, you know, it's yeah, it's it's a gamble, true. sure. You know, only one hey, team can win, but if you know, you know why win... in my in my case, you don't win the hundred thousand dollars and you still don't get that job. So <laughs> <laughs> Well, you know, we're all on our own path, but you yes. know, going back to the prep, you know, how did you, how did you get together to prep for the show?
1: Well, you know, for the casting, they, they asked us to do a couple of builds. That's how we started to, you know, start to think about what we wanted and how we started to get together. And we started to think about how we were going to do things and I could then learn how Sam's processes worked. I was learning at that point as well on how to do things, how to make, you know, bricks, flat bricks look like they were, you know, brown objects or, <laughs> you know, um, show uh, different designs on them, things like that. So that's, that's how we first, like I first got into this and started thinking about what we, we're going to do. And um, and with these bills that they kept asking us to do, we um, we would have to get together and think about what it was we wanted. What did we want to show? What kind of ideas we had? And that's how we started to sort of think together about things. And Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, I think that we know each other well enough that we, you know, if if we can't agree on a certain thing, it's then we have to sort of think about what it is that we both know about that, that we can bring to a, to a build. Yeah, I love that.
0: And Sam, like anything from you, like any like resources or anything that you like you brushed up on to make sure you're ready.
2: Um, so I'm like a really, really bad procrastinator. Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> not really, uh, it kind of just went into the whole thing being like, yeah, let's try it out. Let's see what happens. Um, I gave mom a bunch of Lego sets. I gave her a wide variety, including some, uh, some of my favorite sets that I had just stashed away for one day. Like the, um, uh, Doctor the ideas who... exosuit set, Ooh. and like, uh, the, the TARDIS one, which is just a cool snot build. Like, all of these things that are kind of fan-designed and have a bit more, like, fun, interesting connections in them. So I gave those to Mom to try to build once so that she could, you know, think a bit outside of the box of what, like, a real Lego set is typically like. Um, But other than that, the only prep work we did was we kind of brainstormed a bunch of ideas, um, and just had this kind of diary list of like little wizard big hat and just <laughs> stupid ideas like that that just kind of don't really mean anything by themselves but could be applied to any number of scenarios within any given challenge so we had a bunch of those ideas written down and that was the most like prep work we did for like the challenges and like the stuff that we did on the show i think
0: wow well, I, I like it. You can procrastinate if you're just a brilliant builder and you didn't need any rehearsal or practice. <laughs> so um, I, that's my takeaway. Now I'm just kidding. But so, you know, so now you've been cast, you've prepped for the show, you're on the show. It's episode one. You walk into the set for the first time. You know, they get that like, the Doors open and you walk through, you're finally there. What was that moment like? It was pretty crazy. Um, <laughs>
2: it's uh, it's it's certainly a one of a kind feeling to just be like, Oh wow, like I'm on a TV show! Like it's it, it yeah, it's cool, it's weird, it's big. <laughs> um, the brick pit is both like larger and smaller than you really think it is. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's like it's it's really. The whole process of the whole production, I guess, is just like fascinating to watch for me. Like there's just hundreds of people that are all working together to get this one big show on the road. So just being a part of that was really cool.
1: Yeah. And I think it was, was, I, I don't know, it just, it didn't, I don't know that it, ever really hit me that we were on a tv show (laughs) i mean there was a lot of people that were around and doing things and um i don't know it just um wasn't until i actually watched us on tv that i thought oh like this is happening right (laughs) i think they sent us i think they sent us some um homo videos just before we they the show aired and i'm looking at them and and thinking oh yeah we did this <laughs> and, and, uh, um uh you know hey that's us we're on tv <laughs> it's pretty cool yes you
0: so, definitely were
1: <laughs> but i don't i i don't know it was just um yeah i know that there were other people that were like other contestants that I, maybe they'd been on tv before or they they definitely knew um What to say, they knew that they, you know, what how to react to the camera, things like that. I think Sam and I were most of the time just like (laughs) with their mouths open, (laughs) (laughs) gawking around. Um, but yeah, um, there's a lot of, yeah, I think that that was just it. We were for us, it was just like, no, this is kind (laughs) of cool. Um, but a lot of other people really did have, you know, they were very much aware of what the camera, where the camera was, what they were, who they were looking at, what the, what things to say to, you know,
0: the producers
1: loved them. <laughs> they really did. So um, with us, it was more like, hey, can you guys like look at the camera every now and yeah. again? <laughs>
0: Well, listen, uh, you know, I don't know if the producers, however, they felt about you, we loved you at home. So it was, so it all worked out. But, you know, so it's the first challenge. This is the Brick Lake challenge. Your build for this one was called the Teapot Trawler. And it was obviously all sort of based in your family. But I'm curious, you know, how did the two of you approach a given challenge? You know, obviously, sort of episode one is really one of the formative experiences for the rest of this season. So I'm curious. How did you guys think about coming up with your concepts and the division of labor? Like, how did you tackle any given challenge?
2: Well, I think for this one, it was it was kind of like our first try at it and like our first kind of stab at, you know, doing a challenge like this in 10 hours and like learning the brick bit and <laughs> blah, blah, blah. So it was kind of um, our first go. And I remember in this one, I, I immediately I kind of turned to mom and I'm like, OK, party boat, tea party boat. That makes sense. It's a tea party on a boat. <laughs> um you know it's definitely not a pirate ship.
1: Yeah, that was one of the things that we had written down on our like idea list, right? That um could we get uh grandma's chopped or you know, the yeah. the um book chorus a, a, a like a chop chop. And so that's that was sure, let's do that.
2: Yeah, and so that so, was just kind of one of those things where we got the concept like that right away. And then we were just kind of off to the races. Um, in that first challenge, I think our division of labor was like, okay, I'm going to kind of like sculpt out the face of this boat. Uh, and then I'm going to get mom to kind of like decorate the sides and whatever and like do a bunch of these like little dots and pixelations and like the kind of finer detail work. And then I can just like bang out a bunch of structure. And like, honestly, at this point, we're like, let's just not go home first episode. And then we'll do oh, yeah. Like, oh, yeah, that's just... <laughs> that's all we really wanted to do. So, yeah.
0: uh, to that extent, I think it worked out really well. <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah. well., I think winning the challenge is probably as good as it can work out. Um, so this is you yeah. know the first challenge, your first win. And there was a lot of like really poignant feedback. Like the one thing I you know, really loved that Amy said was, you know, and I think what you've been most successful with here is your use of color because you haven't just slapped colors on, you've really designed it. And that really stood out to us, you know, on the podcast. You know, Nina, it sounds like a lot of the, you know, dots, you know, detail on the side may have come down to you. You know, was this sort of color theory like like, where did you pull this from
2: one thing that i want to say about this is uh i don't know if it made it to the final edit but this uh one thing that amy said was this is some of the best use of color i've ever seen in a first challenge and i was like oh thanks so <laughs> yeah I felt really good about that little pat on the back from amy right at the bat so
1: yeah yeah and so how does that how did that work well we just sort of put things together and um, I don't know for that one, it was really about our um, background. And and, like, we've been to East Indian weddings, we've been to East Indian celebrations, and it's really a riot of, um, and so with that in mind, we had to sort of narrow it down to like, what's gonna stand out, what looks good. So there would be just times where we would just look at pieces and go, okay, let's just use this and that. and I think, I don't know, I think we've just, we've both got a good sense of color, um, yes. and and color theory, things like that, um, um, Kiana, Sam's wife, is uh, um, an uh, architectural technologist, and she's got a good eye for artwork and things like that. And I think I've got the same. We we've we uh, both we are both fans of uh, of visual arts, and so you know um, we 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 both have good eyes for art, I and that just sort of came to us that way. Yeah, I mean, it really it was such
0: a standout because it was like like Amy said, it was so composed, and that was so striking for us. Um, And, you know, so they announced that you're the winner. And, you know, (laughs) the quote, the quote that we see here, you know, in your like confessional was, you know, having our our culture represented for the first time on Lego Masters shows that Lego Masters is for everyone. And I, you know, so I want to get your reaction as the winner, but also knowing that that was a piece, you know, that was part of this win, you know, how special, like how important is that, you know, that we got to see that on the show. So, you know. I love your reaction to the win, if you can remember it, because um, it seemed like it really touched you, you know, kind of being able to be that pioneer in this way.
2: Yeah, I mean, I think that this was uh, a little bit of foreshadowing for the whole season to come, really. Yeah. But you know, it was <laughs> uh, like this whole season has been, uh, you know, the most diverse cast in a while. I think we've seen on Lego Masters certainly most diverse final four. teams that we've seen and uh you know it's i'm i'm happy to be a part of it i'm happy that you know we're able to kind of showcase that yeah this lego is for everybody that's a big part of what i believe and that's a big you know it's one of my favorite things in the world too so just to be able to go out there and kind of show it off is is really great yeah
1: we were you know and this one was really for for my mom And for grandma. Right. And so it was just nice because, um, of course, you know, mothers are a big part of your life. But as a single mom, my mom was a huge part in Sam's life as well. So um, that made a big difference um, to to both of us to say, okay, yeah, let's do this. Let's do this for our first build. Let's do it to make sure that we're. They, they see what
0: we're about. And we definitely did. Um, and then we go on to the Catropolis, you know, episode two. And, you know, Amy comes over, you see her, you know, in your first check in, you know, you're the you're, you're coming off your first win. Sam, you say, I'm very nervous. You know, Amy's kind of pointing out all the eyes on you. So what is it like going into a, another challenge, you know, being the winners of the first challenge? um so beyond
2: that the something that they didn't really touch on in the show at all i think is that we were the only canadian team so uh beyond the chip like the oh you've won the first challenge oh you're doing really good like <laughs> oh hey do you remember last year when the only time we like canadians on here all three of those teams made it to the finals <laughs> how do you think you're gonna stack up against that and we're like oh i don't know probably pretty good so uh, <laughs> we were We had a bit of weight on our shoulders, kind of generally speaking there. So uh, yeah, no, pressure was definitely on from the get-go. And we wanted to make sure that we keep the momentum going. And as soon as I felt...
1: And it was was cats, and Sam was just like... Over the moon, um, in we got it. Yeah. <laughs> he wanted; he really was um, thrilled about it. And so, you know, when we had to go and get the cats or or pick our cats, and Sam was always the one that ran <laughs> because I didn't <laughs> want any part of that. Um, Millie and um, this like Sam was the last one to pick the the little card out from the wall because he was too busy looking at all the other cats. And so <laughs> kitty pants was the last one that was on the wall. And that's who we got. So that was. That's oh, pretty
0: funny. Yes. Um, you know, Sam, you're quoted saying, I love my cats so much. They're like my kids. And since you wouldn't go on the show, just so your wife could watch them. I think that's all the proof we need of that <laughs> statement being true. But like you said, you had kitty pants and your build was, and kitty pants loves lasers. So your build was kitty pants's laser tag, uh, laser yeah. tag. And um, you know, this one was like really like a funny concept, but you know, I feel like the the judges were sort of like challenging you right at the beginning of the build phase, being like, how do you visualize a laser? We don't have Lego lasers. So the challenge was sort of already on. So yeah, yeah beyond that, the, there was
2: actually three uh, prompts for what Kitty Pants was into. Kitty Pants loves lasers, is easygoing, and loves human interaction. Oh. And none <laughs> of those three things can be built out of Lego. So yeah. <laughs> uh <laughs> We had a wonderful challenge to be able to incorporate both. Like, okay, well, lasers is actually probably the easiest of those three uh, because we're like, okay, well, we'll like have the laser tag arena on like the main floor of this thing. We'll have the flashing lights and we'll have the little like spinning trans red elements. And like, it'll look like, you know, a 1980s laser tag arena, which like, like, let's go. That's great. Yeah. (laughs) Um, And then the top floor was that like easygoing part that we couldn't, really get into so that was like kitty pants is like pretty chill and kitty pants has like a little mat to lay on a little soft spot and then the big window so that your hand could go through there and you could pet kitty pants because kitty pants interaction there's a bunch of little like elements of that build that didn't really get shown off like this the second floor there was a gap between the back wall and the floor so you could stick your fingers up and like play with the cat through the build. Uh And so it was all really built around like a person, like the audience member, like the person standing there with kitty pants is playing with kitty pants throughout the whole build. So
1: And she loves interacting. And so there was that interaction. And then we also, there was a little um, uh, um, computer console that she was (laughs) watching. Um, her friends Basil and Biscuit um, over over Zoom, and um, Sam had Basil and Biscuit on the on the Zoom screen. Um, Sam's cats, and uh, and then you know we also had the pictures of um, uh, Will and, uh, and Amy and uh, and Jamie on the on the wall too. They were her friends.
0: Oh yeah! See now it all makes a ton of sense because. I think to your point, like we were noting all these things. And I'm like, oh, there's like a really like chill lounge upstairs. But, you know, now I get why. Um, and it almost oh. kind of reminds me of like the Lego Masters studio, because there's like the main floor with all the lights. And then there's the upper balcony, you know, where somebody screams okay. at you. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> um, but this one was a ton of fun. And honestly, like, like everyone really got into this, you know, um, this challenge. Like, I think all the builds were like so astonishing. But. The results of this one was another Nina and Sam win, you know, yeah. so like, so now you're two for two. I don't know that we've ever seen anyone win the first two challenges in a row on Lego Masters. So like, what was it like to, um, you know, to get that second win? You, you already are feeling like you're, you're a standout, you know, in terms of like, you're the only Canadians, you've already won the first challenge. Now, you know, it's a, it's a good way to be singled out. But in some ways, you know, the target only grows.
2: Yeah, exactly. Like the pressure is now like tripled down on us. And we're like, okay, great. Like, let's just not screw this one up. <laughs> yeah. um, but no, it, it was, it was a really fun challenge. Uh, I'm very glad that we got to win the cat one. Um, another one of the things just like as kind of a recap on the whole show. Um, I didn't realize that there was three tree builds until I listened to like this podcast. <laughs> um <laughs> Like it just it's one of those things where it never crossed my mind that like, oh, wow, yeah, no, three people did build a tree. That's weird. Um, <laughs> like there's so much that I didn't at all think about while we were there filming it or while we were there, like doing the show. So, yeah, no, that was that's crazy,
1: yeah, oh, that's and so and funny. it was kind of interesting because. I I did know that because everybody was talking about it, like, oh, they're building a tree, oh, they're building a tree, and then, oh, they're building a tree, and so, yeah, I thought, "Hmm, that's that's interesting, and I just didn't think about it until, you know, again, like Sam said, you think about it when it's really pointed out on the show when you're watching it, Um, but I know that there was some there there seemed to be some anxiety about that. And <laughs> there was when when people were building, but you know, you're so busy with your own uh sometimes and you just want to make sure that you're you're doing what you you need to do to get finished and make it polished. So yeah. Yeah, that's really that was really something. And then and then winning the golden
0: brick. Yes. Very cool. That was my going to be my next topic. So yes. So you win the golden brick, you know, and, and really, you know, like you said, you might feel like there's a target growing on your back, but with the golden brick in your pocket, it does sort of make you feel good. And I feel like, um, you know, that's one of those, you know, like, like like you were saying for the first challenge, all you want to make sure is that you don't go home and having the golden brick is sort of some sort of an assurance that at least the chances are good that you won't go home. Um, so you know, did that make you feel safe <laughs> at all or do you think it pushed you?
2: I, well, first time we got the golden brick, it was kind of one of those things where it's like, well, you probably don't want to play this thing right away. You probably just want to hold on to it and then use that as leverage later on. I watched survivor when it first came out but (laughs) not much since then like i'm not a really big reality tv show guy so i like the strategy behind it all is kind of lost on me so i we were like okay well we have we have the golden break let's see what happens in the next challenge and just kind of
0: go from there we'll play it all by ear like we always do (laughs) (laughs) well listen i think that's all you can do to be honest because i think like you know every challenge is its own new you know, set of parameters, but also like it could involve a skill set that you're good at or a skill set that you're not good at. So I think you do really have to sort of like live in the moment uh, at at any point. But, you know, our third challenge this time was volcanic brick ruptions. And you yeah. had the penguin island because you had the Arctic ice um, environment. And, you know, this one was definitely, I feel like a chance that you guys were using to go as sort of big and ambitious as possible. I mean, I remarked, when I was taking my notes, Sam, that that giant structure that you built was just wild. And I just loved, um, you know, when the judges were saying, oh, this is big gray mass. And, you know, you're like, well, we've only got two hours and 45 minutes left. Um, You know, you, I think you were sort of like the one uh, reeling Sam back in, you know, I think it was sort of like, Sam wants to build big. And then you were, you were, you know, kind of practical, let's get it done. Let's get that polished like you were talking about. But Sam, talk to us about this giant, giant mountain. So this
2: was well, obviously not this challenge, but like immediately after this challenge is when I learned like a very good lesson about the brick pit. Um, (laughs) But it's uh, it's one of those things where it's like you kind of get this um, sort of myopic view of things when you are doing something for a long time. Like I build Lego. I know how to build Lego. I know how to build rock work out of Lego. When I build a, a rock, it's gray. And then that works really good when I'm putting it near like a castle or like a a space fortress or whatever it is, right? But <laughs> you're you're on Lego Masters. This is a different ball game. And while typically yep, you're you're Everybody loves a good earth tone in the online Lego (laughs) sphere. But on Lego Masters, they want to see something colorful. They want to see something pop. They want to see something imaginative. And uh, yeah, we just kind of missed that on this one. Like, I remember talking about this after the fact. And my wife was like, if you're doing a mountain, why why wouldn't it be blue? Like, think about what color a mountain would be in like a picture book. And then build it that color. I'm like, oh, actually, (laughs) that makes too much sense. You're right. Why didn't we do that? Um, but this was another one of those things where it's like, okay, I, I was like, okay, well I'm going to go and I'm going to do the thing that I know how to do, which is big, build a big gray blob. And then mom kind of took over the story on this one, which I think was probably too dark to air on TV. Uh, (laughs) but the, uh, the story for this was like, they did cut 95% of it, but it was, um, do you know that the, what is it? That's the
1: Robert Service and it's yeah. um
2: The Ballad of Sam McGee.
1: Yeah, and he wrote yeah. this this poem called The Ballad of Sam McGee. It was a poem that I um knew in grade school and it really it really appealed to me because it was about this um uh you know uh, gold miner who um was in in the Arctic um and was always so cold that he built a big fire for himself and um and and it consumed him and he was very happy that it was that he like it was the cremation of Samage and he did it himself because he was so cold. And so that's what we were trying to do with the penguins that the penguins were you know getting up there and they wanted to you know, um, have someplace warm. They wanted to travel someplace warm from the Antarctic to the Arctic and um and go to a volcanic volcanic island where there's lava and you know, and they would be sunning on their be on the beach. So <laughs> I feel like that that
0: poem, though, I feel like, I'm curious, you know, you said it like it was something you that stuck with you. I feel like Nina, you have a dark side that like maybe we didn't, uh, you know, uh, no, didn't no, fully no. It appreciate. Was, it
1: wasn't a dark side. It was like <laughs> I like I am very bad in the cold and I related to that so uh, much. Yes, that yes, yes. Anytime like right now we're sitting here in january 43 in edmonton oh my gosh yeah and um so you know those are the kind of things when i'm growing up thinking oh yeah it would be really great to be able to sit by a fire when it's so cold and you know be consumed by it, that's the only reason it wasn't a dark side, that okay. Okay, too. okay. Was, much like the cremation of Sam was, McGee, yeah.
2: <laughs> much like the cremation of Sam McGee, uh, our build kind of went up in flames. The uh, the roller coaster flew off the track and broke, and it was a sad time.
0: Um, and, and it kind of like, is what it is, you win yeah. some, The edit betrayed you, Sam, because you have a quote that says, you know, we've tested out the minecart. That's going to work.
1: We (laughs) did. We did. did. We did. did. Every single time it worked, (laughs) it worked, it worked. It was just the vibrations that we didn't know. And it just sort of jolted it off. There was a
2: lot of unknown factors in the uh, pyrotechnics department. And you just can't plan for these things. (laughs) um but uh sorry i was gonna say the the other thing is that we didn't really plan to get the arctic ice environment much like me being kind of like frazzled by just picking the last cat um when they told us to run and grab the like the the wedge shape that had our environment i was like in the clouds in the clouds so like i booked it over there and then i was like looking up to try to figure out how i could grab one of the clouds that were hanging around the big volcano oh no. Uh, And by the time that someone pointed out to me, he's like, no, Sam, it's like on the table. I was like, oh, okay, great. I guess I've got this one now. (laughs) Um, So that sucked, but it is what it is. Um, And then, yeah, in this one, we had the golden brick and it was a calculated decision on our part to not use it, I think Um, we're we're both kind of gamblers, I guess. So we'd (laughs) be up to just kind of seeing what happens. But also it's kind of one of those things where it's like, all right, either we use the brick and then we lose it and we don't go home or we don't use the brick and we maybe don't go home. So we're going to take the (laughs) maybe and like maybe we don't lose it. And, you know,
0: what are you going to do? It's like it paid off, I guess. I know it's (laughs) tough because like to your point, like had you instead of been in the bottom two, been in the bottom three, you could have kept the golden brick, you know, so like. You know, yeah. like you're like okay, maybe we're a we're in the bot we're towards the bottom, but are we the bottom two? Um, but you know, it's one of those weird rules of the golden brick that they 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 tend to talk about, but we never tend to see, which is that if you end up in the bottom two with a golden brick and you didn't play it, you automatically lose it. So now you're safe, you lose your you know special advantage with the golden brick. You know what? How did you pick yourselves up to go to the next challenge? Because that's a tough moment as you're like trying to make your way in this tough competition two wins now you know you're on the highest of highs now here you are in, in the bottom two how how do you keep persevering well you know like
2: you said this isn't something you typically see on the show so it's really good to know that you're going to be a good informative piece of information for everybody and you're going to be <laughs> a teachable moment yes so that everybody knows the rules of the golden brick um i don't know it's one of those things where it's like well we're not dead yet so we got to keep going here let's try yeah. it out let's see what happens next I don't know um in the next one let's go let's go crazy let's just go nut nut and see what happens and, yeah um, well, it's like, nut- it's like those wonder.
0: near-death experiences that to your point like people are like well not you know now that I had that near-death experience I want to live in the moment I want to go travel I want to do the things and so maybe that was the energy you were bringing yeah yeah maybe, maybe. I, I, I <laughs> I think we're both a little bit more cynical than that. So we're just like, ah, shucks. (laughs) (laughs) Well, good. I mean, listen, if you can let it like roll off your back, I think that probably helps you even more as you enter the next one. So our our next challenge was the build it by ear challenge. And you had, you know, that classic sound boing. And your build was one flew over the cuckoo clock. And, you know, like this was... (laughs) Sorry. yes, one. Yes, you're exactly right. But this is one of those ones that I mean, this could have been a finale build. The size of this build was enormous. I mean, this was this you know, was definitely one of my favorite builds that you both put out on the show. But talk us through, you know, when you heard that boing you know how did you arrive then at this creative concept so the boing
2: sound, sa- like all of the sounds were a bit of red herrings like the the name versus what actually came out sure. of the box <clears throat> so um by the time we got boing we're like okay what is this possibly going to be but i was we were going into it thinking like okay something springy something bouncy like they want movement in this challenge so like that is a boingy bouncy sound easy let's go there grabbed boing right away that was my first time that i like grabbed something with purpose and intention uh <laughs> you know speaking of learning lessons um and then it was this like goofy bouncy springy like kind of it sounded like a dr seuss factory is what we were thinking <laughs> at first and then there was the like cuckoo sound at the very end that like whoop whoop So at that point, we're like, okay, well, it's got to be a clock of some kind. Like, it's got to be, like, gears and things. So I think our first thought was, like, still, yeah, a Dr. Seuss-style factory where they're, like, shoving cuckoo birds into clocks one at (laughs) a time. And we're like, yeah, that could be fun. And then it was kind of just, like, I, I forget what made us go to this place. But we're like, you know what, let's just do, like, a clock, make it big, and make it, like, disheveled and there'll be like stuff falling off of it. And like the cuckoo fell out of it and the cuckoo is running around the clock. And that's, what's making the sound. Um, the cuckoo running around the clock, uh, feature motion was just one of the things that I wanted to do on the show. Um, just cause I don't have a lot of train tracks at home. And I was like, it'd be really cool to build an <laughs> underground train track with a little guy on top of it. So it looked like the little guy was running around like on the surface or something. That'd be really cool. I've never done that before. I'd really like to. And we almost got kicked off last week. So I guess now's our chance.
0: (laughs) Well, I love that. I love it. I mean, to your point, like, uh, you know, you have access to 5 million bricks and you might as well do all the fun stuff you always dreamed you could do um, by having access to all that. But I mean this is a really creative story to your point. The cuckoo bird has fallen out of the tops running around in circles and then you mentioned the team of green gear gremlins. And I I I'm not familiar with the green gear gremlins. Uh you know where did this concept come from?
2: Oh, you've never heard of the green gear gremlins?
0: Oh, oh yeah. They're <laughs> everywhere. What are you talking about? <laughs> sounds more like a tongue twister than, you know, a, a classic you know Hansel, yeah. I know Hansel and Gretel type, you know uh, fable.
2: No, I'm just kidding. They're much more niche than that. They're just a group of fellows that live behind my bed and reassemble my clock every night,
0: um, <laughs> as they do.
2: No, there. I. It's just one of those things where we're like, we want a fun little character, and uh, like we I think-
1: had to have somebody. Like it was part of that whole factory concept that yeah. we had in yeah. mind as well. Like somebody's working on the clock to try and fix it, right? And so, and then going from the, you know, the Dr. Seuss aspect of it, it's got to be somebody sort of uh, comical, somebody kind of odd, and yet, you know, actually quickly done. <laughs> as well. Yeah, I, I
2: think <laughs> it was just like, the they kind of came together because we were looking through, the well, I was looking through the brick pit <clears throat> for something like one contrasting with this like, Orangey, yellowy, reddy block. So, like, okay, contrasting colors are going to be like greens or blues or whatever, but I already put in a bit of blue at the bottom. So it's like, okay, these guys are going to be green. You can see them all over. Um, and then it was like, okay, do I, I you'd want to make, if you think green, you'd want to make like a little frog man or something. But it's also just like there's a time constraint. So, okay, make them a bit more robot y. All right so they've got gears for their arms and and their chest and whatever so i guess they're green geared gremlins
0: (laughs) everybody loves an alliteration why not i loved it i loved it um but no i mean this build was really exceptional i think to your point about the bright colors you know i have to imagine that that must have been the reaction to the lesson learned from the previous challenge you know you didn't make a brown grandfather clock you know it was a very colorful grandfather clock
2: (laughs) yeah yeah exactly
0: um well you know you know there's a there's a classic uh, you know line started from the bottom now we're here and you know to go top 2 or, or the, to be the winners of the first two challenges bottom 2 in the third challenge and now we're not just back up in the top 2 we're winning our third challenge here in episode four. I mean, three out of the first four challenges.
2: You know, I also appreciate you quoting another famous Canadian there for us. Yes, Drake. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, we are indeed draking it till we're making it in our own rights. And uh, we, uh, I was very happy with you know being able to do some like weird, crazy stuff like the underground train, and just having fun with it in that respect was... This was a bit of a breaking point in the season for me, I think, where it was like, okay, this is fun now. We get to do (laughs) like fun, stupid stuff, and we still haven't gotten kicked out of the show. So let's keep going on that front. (laughs) Yeah. I was... uh, Yeah, it was... uh, It was fun for us, I think. It was fun for me, at least. I hope it was fun for you. But
1: yeah. Yeah, it was fun. I mean, it's like... With Sam's imagination and like, okay, we got to make it this big. And like, I'm not even thinking how big it really is. And I'm just like <laughs> laying bricks as, as we're supposed to do, as I'm supposed to do. And realizing as we're going along, we're getting bigger and bigger and bigger and looking at everybody else's build and thinking, what are we doing? Are we going to get this done? And, um, yeah, so... Yeah. It yes. Just, okay. So now I know what Sam expects of me. So get at it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, listen, you're you're a great workhorse for the team. So you're 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 uh you know they talked about in uh, season two your bricks per minute uh, are pretty high uh, at this, at this point it seems, but. You know, the next challenge, though, is something like we've never seen on the show before. This is the Cirque <laughs> du Soleil challenge. The two of you were part of Team oh, yeah. Soleil with Poppy and Ben, Christopher and Robert, Lewis and Alex. And your act was the contortionist act. So obviously we've had a team challenge like with the NASCAR challenge, but we've never had one this early in the season. I mean, what was just your initial reaction, both to the fun performances, but also to this team challenge?
1: Well, it was I I couldn't believe it when the like we were Soleil and um, and all of the envelopes were opening up. And were we the last to open up our envelopes, Sam? I can't even remember.
2: No, but, but the order like, that they were opened up was different than the order that they were shown being opened up. Yeah, uh, And I remember it was like, it was just very clear who the teams were after like the third envelope was opened. And it was just kind of a question of like, Okay, is Ryan and Aubrey on the team with me and mom and Lewis and Alex and Chris and Robert, or is Ben and Poppy? And like <laughs> uh yeah. like either way, it it's hard to say, like, okay, one of these teams is stacked, right? Um, so just like a massive caveat here of everyone is a very talented builder and I love all these people dearly. But it is it was kind of clear to I think everyone that there was one team that had the strength quote unquote stronger teams than the other and i think that this had a huge effect on how everyone played this episode um so while we had like everyone in our team had either won a challenge or was in the top two yeah and
0: i don't think anyone in the other team had been as far as i know it was something we pointed out on the podcast too so it was definitely something that uh you know a historian of the show like me definitely picked up on but yeah i mean it was very interesting that that's sort of how the cards fell um but i think the challenge was still you know super unique that it was gonna it was gonna potentially trip up even the best builders
2: i think that uh it's the way that the teams approached this like the super teams rather approached this was very telling as to how everybody thought things were going so on our side uh we were all like, okay, we're all very strong builders. We're all like, we've all been shown to be competitors at this point. Um, It is our primary focus to be the stronger overall team so that none of our builds is up for elimination because that's what they said. They said the winning team, no one will be eliminated. The losing team, one of them will be eliminated. So we're like, okay, at, at this point, You know, with the gift of hindsight, we can be like, oh, well, they're never going to eliminate anybody on a team challenge. (laughs) But we we weren't thinking about that. And you don't really have the luxury of thinking that way in the moment. Right. So we were like, "Okay, on our team, primary goal, focus one is none of us are going home. Our build (laughs) is going to be completely cohesive. We're going to like have seamless gaps between each other member of the performance. And then we can just go nuts on our individual quadrants and we'll just go from there. And there was a ton of collaboration. Everybody was working really well together. I was like, Mom and I were building backgrounds for everyone, while like I got Christopher and Rob to like, Hey man, can you build a part of my mechanism? And hopefully I can use that later on. And I ended up not being able to use it, but whatever. (laughs) Um, But no, like we were really helping each other out, and we were really all working on the overall build because we were had we had it in mind that none of us were going to go home. On the other side, I think that. They also saw that the other team has all of these stronger competitors, quote unquote. So from the get go, they were like, "Oh, it's going to be one of us." So we all have to compete against other members of our team. Ah. So that's why I think that there was a bit less cohes- cohesiveness overall in that build, but it was because they were more—not more, but they were—they were. They were competing against each other just as much as they were competing against us
0: wow um, yeah i mean it's so interesting because to your point like you know uh the strategy you know could be like let's uh let's just have the most cohesive build because then that's going to definitely stand out and then we'll all be safe or it's you know in the event that we're going home i need to have the best build or yeah. you know it, you know so yeah i mean it's very interesting and it, it was so cool to see how your team you know approached it and you know, the cohesion to your point of those backdrops that you both built. I mean, that was so stunning. Um, but I, I do love, um, you know, uh, Nina, you, you you were quoted saying, you know, you need to stop with other people. We need to focus on getting this done. <laughs> so you're yeah. like, listen, like these are beautiful and we're helping everyone else. But, you know, we could go home, I think. So we need to work on our own build too. Um, but, but talk to us about all this, you know, how it went down during the build phase.
2: So it's one of those things where like collaborative building to me is really, a fun part of the Lego community. And it's something that I really enjoy. So like I was saying at this point in the show, I'm like, all right, we're, we're here to have fun and we are having a great time just playing Lego with my friends. So, (laughs) you know, uh, Ben and Alex, uh, whipped up together, like the front of the stage while we whipped up the back. Like we were all working on one big thing that was four builds wrapped into one. So it did cross my mind at a certain point that I'm like, okay, well, if, if, our team is in the bottom. It's going to be me and mom going home, but I'm okay with that because I'm putting all this into the group project. We're doing this big thing together. And I think that that's going to stand out at the end of the day. Um, So it's one of those things where it's just like, you know, it kind of is what it is. If this is how we go out, then this is how we go out. But I had a really fun time working on that overall project with those, you know, six other builders that I don't generally get the chance to play with. Right. So that was a good time.
1: Yeah. I just wanted to have a completed build. That's awesome. Yeah. Like that yeah. And that's what I was worried about because I couldn't, you know, I, I'm not that good at the mechanism. Like I had gotten these, the, the figures together and we had to put them on the mechanism and make sure that they were working so that, you know, the front side, Was one side of the eclipse so that that was all yellow, and then when they moved around and they all were like they faced the same way, the back side was the yellow. So I don't know that that really showed on TV, Mm. but that the yellow and the blue, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. I I I I'm not sure we totally got that on the show, but I think that must have been very cool to see in person, especially from the right angles, like when those things do line up. Um, But yeah, I mean, really, this was. Uh, you know, a really fun, fun build. And I feel like, you know, as like sort of like the people sort of, uh, kind of in the spirit of the team, uh, I think you two were real standouts in this challenge. And, and I like, I think I liked your strategy, Sam, because I think oftentimes what I always say is that the team that wins sort of like embodied best embodied the spirit of the challenge. Um, and, you know, and sort of like had the most fun with the, challenge parameters and part of the challenge parameter here was working as a team and so to your point i think it was astute to think that the team dynamic would at least be potentially rewarded you know in the in the judging criteria of it all but um but yeah
2: to that end as well i think ryan and aubrey like held that other team together and they were they were helping out everybody over there as
0: well too they were going for it and they definitely deserved the win on that episode yeah I mean, so, so many mechanisms. I mean, that was just yeah. wild. Yeah. Um, but, you know, ultimately, though, we see a, a, an amazing Cirque du Soleil performer tell you no one's going home. You know, this is the yeah. first time that there was a tie. They could not decide between these unbelievable teams. What was, you know, your reaction and everyone's reaction to sort of finding out that you were safe in this way?
1: Oh, I think everybody was just <laughs> like, real. It was so great. <laughs> it was just great. Yeah, yeah, we were just all, all very relieved because, you know, we'd been working with all of these folks and watching the others work together. And yeah, it was, it was nice that we didn't have to say goodbye to anybody that's that room.
0: Yeah. I, I think it would have been tough, especially on that to like parse out, you know, who really would have been the one to go home. Um, So I'm glad that they, that they weren't forced to do that. But, um, you know, but one thing that I feel like um in hindsight that probably could have tipped you off a little bit no one was going home was that you weren't allowed to play the golden brick this round. And I sort of feel like um, we didn't talk about that from the last challenge, but you re-won the golden brick. And they told you you couldn't use it here. So part of me felt like that might've been a, the tip off that was like, oh, well, why not? I mean, cause one team's still going home. <laughs> um, but that was, that was my sort of like headcanon theory.
1: Oh, well, we know- See, you should have been there to tell us about that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Um. Yes. I mean, listen, uh, you know, if I, I would love to do it like Sports Center. if I could be like on the sidelines giving live commentary, I think that would be, <laughs> you know, the ultimate expression of what I do. But um. but we move on then to the Is It Brick Challenge. And uh, I mean, this one was a wild episode for the two of you. Uh, your build was the nine by 12 rug. Um. And so we have to talk about the top of this challenge. You know, the setup is Will's got this detective agency, you're going to pick an element from his office. And, you know, you're going to recreate it out of Lego and, you know, at least the way that the show portrayed it, that there was an operation get baited in which maybe, uh, you know, Sam, it seems like you were interested in taking on a big challenge anyway with the rug, but maybe, maybe Christopher's coaxing might've put you over the edge, but you know, we've got to hear it. We heard it from Christopher and Robert's perspective last episode. We've got to hear it from your perspective this episode. So talk us through how you thought about which objects to pick and how you ultimately landed on this enormous persian style rug
2: you know i i don't know exactly what chris thinks happened um (laughs) but i can tell you that we weren't baited into getting the rug as soon as there was a point where they were explaining the rules of the challenge and like you can take anything you can take the rug if you're an idiot and we're like can we (laughs) Okay.
1: <laughs> like we looked at each other. And we looked and
2: at each other, and Chris and Rob looked at us, like, and they were like,
1: "I think that will be okay. That would be, you know, the pattern wouldn't be that bad. Like I was into <laughs> patterns at that time, and I, yeah, I think we could do that. Yeah, why yeah, do we do so that? <laughs> and Chris and Rob
2: were like, There's no way you could do that. This is way too big. And I'm like,, okay, well, like, we have a golden brick bro, like I don't care like (laughs) we'll go for it and uh yeah so in the moment they 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 tried to do a little bit of the like tricksy like oh we're we're gonna take it why don't you take it and then at the end of the day they got baited into taking the chair which is an equally (laughs)
0: dumb idea so (laughs) i don't know whatever yes well and like and obviously like you know when you're in that back gallery area of the set you know, sometimes I wonder, like, how much you can hear of what the judges are saying. But Will, you know, was not shy. You know, he said, you know, I wouldn't take the rug. He says, um, you know, I, I don't want to hurt their confidence. But at the same time, I think this is a really this is really, really stupid. And I'm curious, did you hear any of that? So, um, or, oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, what, yeah. What we got and this is, I think, the one of the only times
2: I've seen Will, like, break character where and it wasn't just him it was him it was amy it was yeah. Jane, it was it was the everyone whole crew, it was like the, the camera whole... operators like no one knew what was going on we we're like yeah we're gonna take the run. like <laughs> there was a, you could see producers on their headsets like what what are they doing like oh my god can you do that and uh it was like absolute chaos i think but it 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 was so fun. It was the <laughs> <funest thing.
0: laughs> like, yeah. oh, it was great. Yeah, uh, I mean, this is that oh. gambler, you know, uh, personality. like you said, you, you know, you and you said you and mom are gamblers, so maybe this was part of that. You were willing to take the gamble on this rug. Um, but you know, there was a lot of Lego math that was being done in the show. you you had mapped out 99 base plates. Robert had said it was 120. later on, you know, you say it's 108 square feet. Like talk to us just about okay. So you you picked the rug, whether you know, it sounds like you weren't truly baited, but now you're back at your table. H- how do you go about this?
2: So we picked the rug, and when we were pacing it out, I was like, yeah, 32 by 32 base plate, that's like a foot by a foot, but it's not. It's 10 inches by 10 inches. Yeah. <laughs> so that was part of my miscalculation. was like, oh, okay, I just kind of like missed by like 20%. So uh yeah. And at that point, it's just like laying out base plates, figuring out the overall size, figuring out what our resolution is kind of gonna be, and then just going for it. Um I think we laid out a portion of like the outside edge, which is just gonna be a repeating pattern on one base plate that we just needed like whatever, 26 or 30 of. And I was just like made a pattern, I gave it to mom I'm like here, do this again 30 times. <laughs> Until we're done, basically, and then I can just <laughs> sit down and start slamming down Brex on the rest of the thing. So
0: it was a really fun time. It was a great challenge. Um, I had a lot yeah, of fun. Yeah. yeah. Well, and and Nina, you know, you mentioned just like how over, you know, during the episode, how overwhelming this all was. And I love you had that quote, you know, at the end where, you know, you said uh, like a fleet of angels descended upon us. Uh, you know, everyone wants us to get this done. Talk us through that moment, you know, cause we certainly saw it on the show, but what was it like in the real time when, you know, Lewis, Emily, Kelly, Melanie, Allison, Paul, and the Alita, everyone's coming over to help you with this bill.
1: So, you know, we have this huge bill and, um, and the time's ticking away and a lot of people had very small builds that they were sort of like I don't know dusting the dust off of them or at that point <laughs> <laughs> and like you know you could only go so far in a build right and and it's done it's you know I know that um there were like Chris and Robert were still working on theirs um Aubrey and Ryan were still working on theirs but everybody else was kind of done and um And so they saw us. And I think this, like Sam was saying, and I think that this came across during our other builds as well, where people just sort of make sure that builds are done and um, there's something to show the judges. At that point, we knew that we were going to play the golden brick (laughs) for sure, because, well, um, because it wasn't a one-to-one replication of it. We knew that that wasn't going to, going to happen and that we would have to play the golden break. Um, and what we just wanted to do is get it done. And everybody else around us knew that as well. And so, um, you know, it was, I think, um, I think it was Kelly that came over first, like they had done their clarinet and Kelly came over and then, um, Melanie and Allison. and um, then Paul and Lita everybody just came over because that's yeah that's just part of the Lego community let's get something there so that it can be judged in however it touched so that was that was amazing and it was like it sort of it you know I have never been part of the Lego community until this this adventure and um, it was obvious to me that this was really what it was all about uh, with every build when there were breaks and things we would talk to each other and you know we would ask each other like what would you do how do you do this part and we would talk it through with people and um and so for me yes it it was it was great that they came it was because i had no idea that they were done their bills right (laughs) and um because we were just working on what we were doing i would look up and see this amazing telescope that was right across from us it's going like what which one was is like which one is real (laughs) because i knew that was that was a really good telescope (laughs) um and and yet you know you just work um it's when we get the break and then you can go over and look at it and go oh, wow, is that ever great? And so at that point, we're still working because we just need to get this done and others are done. And so for them to come over at that point was like, you know, angels descending from heaven.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I kind of wonder now, like looking back on it, knowing that like, especially like midway through the challenge that maybe you're not going to get it done if you'd be better off like taking a nap, you know, like, like, you know, you're going to play the golden brick, like the sleep will actually help you better for the next challenge.
1: (laughs) No, no, no. I don't think so. We really wanted to have it finished. Like this is like, we wanted to have a build that we were proud of. Sure. And so, and, and I think everybody wants that, right. You want to have a build that you can, show the judges and so not only were we trying to do that but we were also watching chris and robert and making like we were really hoping that they would get theirs done as well because it was like at at the very end their last little piece was putting the the body onto the the base of that right and that was like oh gosh i hope (laughs) that happens i hope it happens because it 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 was it was stressful for them too, like it wasn't just us so that's
2: true not only that but uh you know we there's a certain point where you're like okay i'm checking out of this challenge like i'm not playing the same game that you guys are playing right now you guys are playing a replication challenge i'm playing build the biggest mosaic that i can in 10 hours um Which is an equally fun game, in my opinion. So I was just like, okay, we're playing the Golden Break, we're checking out, but uh, if anybody wants to come play Mosaic with me, we're doing that over here. Uh, You're more than welcome to help (laughs) out,
0: and I'd appreciate any help you can give me. Yeah, Uh, yeah. so so you had had a flavor of, like, being able to at least like let a little yeah. loose, knowing that the golden brick was going to be played, but exactly. So you know, so we make it past the nine by twelve rug onto the next challenge, and this one was the brick chic challenge. And I actually think that this might be like your most underrated build in the entire uh season, you know, because this was your spring messenger bag, and you know, Nina, you did some unbelievable modeling, of course, but um, <laughs> you know, talk to us about this one because you know you had the season, but. You know, this is sort of like, it's like a one-to-one replica challenge in some ways, but in the other ways, it's also about how creative or how like crazy you want to go with this because you, because there's not a lot of constraints, you know, that about what the bag really needs to look like. So talk to us about this one. Cause like I said, I think this is the most underrated one.
2: Um, So I think that this episode was the most gracefully they've ever edited anyone uh, (laughs) because the first half an hour of this challenge was just me and mom yelling at each other (laughs) Where she was like, I want to build a bag this way. I'm like, that's not going to work. And she's like, no, I think it will. I'm like, no, it won't. And We just were at each other's throats for about 30 minutes. And then eventually we were like, okay, what about this? And then we just kind of like head down, built this bag. Uh, <laughs> which turned out great. You know, I'm, I'm happy with how, like it was just decently technical enough for me to like really get my almonds activated on it and i think it looked <laughs> really cool um we had like a nice like leathery beaded texture to it uh I was going to, like
1: that's what i wanted right that was what we were talking about at the very beginning and um they wanted a designer bag and i had it in my mind that i wanted this woven leather look to it. And, um, and so how are we going to do that? And like, I don't know, Sam would say, I don't know, I don't know, <laughs> and, um, and then he wanted he wanted to build kind of a tote bag like um, Kelly and um, Emily were doing, and, uh, and then, yeah, no, that's not going to work, because how are we going to close it, and um, how's it going to, you know, where's the latch going to be, and how are we going to, actually, you like built a strap because it had to be usable as well, right like you had to be it had to be functional that way um and so after that we finally we finally settled on this like um what did, what, did we, messenger what? Bag. a messenger bag yeah, and so that's how that felt but honestly, this was um like Sam's work on that, you know getting that wrapped around the sides. In the way that he did was unbelievable. I was just <laughs> like, it. It took a lot of work and um, like thinking and figuring out on his part, and um, and then the design. Like we had to really work on the, you know, the making sure that the pattern was was good. There was one time where I was like, I was just about in tears because I had missed something um, on the no. <laughs> design, and I had to start it all over again. and Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah, I think it was, yeah, I was very proud of what it turned out as, and um, yeah, it was really, I thought it was really great. It was really I agree. Fun. I definitely agree.
0: I mean, the, you you used kind of like a classic um lego technique like with the uh, with the one by twos and the cylinders to create sort of curved structures and we see this with castle walls and such all the time but you really turn it on its head or should i say on its side to get the curvature of the bag and you know to be able to have those sides match up the way that they do i mean Uh, It's like when when you build a really good Lego set and you don't even understand how the Lego math works out, but then the pieces perfectly line up and you're like, this is why they get paid, you know, money to be Lego designers because the Lego (laughs) math just somehow works out. And I feel like you must've had lots of those moments, you know, when it came to this. Oh,
2: yeah. (laughs) Believe me, I was deeply familiar with all of the Lego math at play and it was (laughs) not a fun time to figure out on the fly, but there was a lot of, because that like you said it's that castle wall technique, right? But, um, there's getting that. and then it it needed to be symmetrical. So there needed to be a stud reversal along the middle of the bag that both like fed all the way through and then could also be just as flexible, which isn't the easiest thing either. And then there wasn't a ton of like good flex tubing that we could use. Like it was there was a lot going into the the <laughs> kind of technical side of this one, let alone once we got to the edges, those like that organic shape that we wanted to keep around was like almost completely filled in with plate so like it was still um like a complete solid edge there wasn't a ton of gaps um
0: so yeah like on a technical level I was very pleased with how the thing turned out I I think you should be honestly because like I said I think this is one of those really underrated builds you know because obviously there was some great competition in this one but I think those Mm -hmm. techniques. And it had like a style, you know, like you said, you had the, you know, the the colored striping and all that sort of stuff. So I think this one, you know, I don't know. I I think this one uh, to me feels like you're the one people aren't talking about enough, Uh, but maybe that's a hit. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Um, But Nina, how was it getting to be a model? Because it seemed to come (laughs) very naturally to you. (laughs) Well, I
1: don't know. It was just like, you Get up there and you do what you have to do. And, <laughs> and then Sam's holding the bag. There was a couple of shots for Sam's, like because we had to, it had to go over my shoulder and I had to actually be able to hold it, right? And um it was it was a bit tricky because it was a heavy bag, <laughs> I'm right? Sure. With all those bricks. So that was that was, you know, I think that was a a problem that uh, A few people
2: had. um... One of the photos, because they took a few photos and they kind of showed them in quick succession on the episode. One of the ones that I'm actually very proud of that I'm a little bit disappointed that they didn't use is uh, mom's like kind of like smelling the flower on the side of the bag and I'm kind of just off stage holding the bag up. So it's just like the bag suspended in midair while like the flower is just getting like picked on the side of the bag. thought that was a very cool photo. And (laughs) I think that they might have like edited my arm out in it too. So it really looked like the bag was
0: just floating. So. Uh. Uh, on the cutting room floor, but now I want to see it even more. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. but this one was such a fun one. And obviously, then we get on to our next challenge, which is the Lego 2K Drive Challenge. And this one, you know, obviously was super wild. It had the mashing up of a car and a boat um, as you look to, you know, conduct this race that was going to happen. And yours was the green machine. It was composed of a donut car and a crocodile boat. And I'm curious, you know, Um, uh, I should actually go back to my notes just to make sure, but you were, um, in the show, at least it showed you as the, um, the first team that got to pick you know, I know that sometimes the order changes, but what drew you to the donut car and the crocodile boat?
2: Um, the donut car was the first pick because it was just the amount of pieces. Like it was a large shape. So we're like, well, that's going to have a ton of pieces in it. Let's get that. And then the green from the crocodile was an interesting color. So just kind of big pieces, good color. Um, <laughs> something that I alluded to earlier in this episode was a lesson that I learned about the brick pit. And this also applies to this episode where we don't have the brick pit. And that is, um like the show is set up in such a way that you're always provided with the choice. Of either using interesting elements or interesting colors. And the judges always appreciate it when you use interesting colors more than interesting elements, which is kind of like not to the benefit of like the real like Lego builders, because they're like, oh, well, let's use like the specialized piece that works just this great for this like snot offset by however many studs, blah, blah, blah. (laughs) Um, That doesn't translate to TV very well. But what does translate is like really exciting colors of basic bricks. So when you get the chance to use an interesting color, go for it, because that will give you more success than using an interesting element in a way that no one's thought of.
0: Um, That's a good point. I mean, you're building for TV. And like you said earlier, like it's a different animal. You know, I think you have to be thinking what's going to stand out. And, you know, to your point, I think the colors are always going to stand out. I mean, there's a reason why they have those two islands with those two by four bricks of all the colors, because it pops on camera. It, like, that's exactly. literally why they're there.
2: Yeah. So so that we're like, okay, well, we're going to take the green car because I think our options at that point weren't really much in terms of color on the boat side. So we're like, okay, well, we need a pop of color and green's pretty good and might have some like white and some sprinkles. So let's see how it goes. <laughs> um, the choice to make uh, the green machine, which is like the truck that we made out of it, was because we were the only team that didn't have a vehicle on the beginning. Um, Like I think everyone else had like some kind of car or some kind of boat, but ours was very specifically a donut and a crocodile, two things that aren't vehicles. So when we slammed those together, we wanted to make sure that an actual vehicle-looking thing came out of it ah. and really leaned into, like, the transformative aspect of this challenge. So while it's kind of one of those things where, like, oh, well, we probably should have picked something that's a bit more fun than, like, a pickup truck, <laughs> Um, the, the goal was the, the transformative aspect of, like, okay, a car has to come some point here, so... <laughs> fair way.
0: enough i mean it, you know it's hard to imagine racing with something that doesn't look like a car at least in some way um yeah. but, but this one was a really like wild challenge because of those constraints that you talked about so how did you approach sort of like assessing what was possible and working within those limitations
2: um it's like it's much more similar to how someone would build it at home right it's like okay i've got like you know, either I'm doing like an alternate set build or I've got like just my parts and I'm not going to order anything extra for this one. Right. (laughs) So um, it was almost easier in a way to just kind of look it down at like, okay, these are the parts that we have for this challenge and let's build something out of these parts. Easy peasy. Um, And then the other thing that was really kind of pushed to us was making sure that we had a strong vehicle that like would withstand the course. So most of the time in this challenge for us was spent building it as strongly as we could. And I think that that paid off for us because at the end of the race ours was like one of the only vehicles yeah. that was like <laughs> completely undamaged. Um and I, I it's a shame that this is left on the cutting room floor because like Chris and Rob drove their car around in the middle of the thing and got those great shots of them like running over chris's arm um and in the meantime i was like driving that car like up the angled portions of the set (laughs) was there and i was just trying my best to like drive it up things and like just run it into chairs and like just break the thing before the actual (laughs) race so that we could rebuild it stronger so that it would not break at all in the actual
0: event i
1: think the front grill was the only thing that that we lost in
0: that. Yeah. The bumper, like one of the solar panels, like that's not bad. Yeah. No, no, that's uh that's commendable, especially considering how some of the other cars finished the race to your point. <laughs> um, but the race was really fun. You know, was there any strategy that you had going into the race? You know, you had a, a great order. You were the second, you know team in the race so you know you could have theoretically um you know used that positioning well but but how how what was your thoughts about strategy going in
2: well the strategy that i learned quickly was stay out of nolita's way um <laughs> <Yeah>. but, <laughs> but uh no because immediately i think i messed up and i like swerved right i was trying to take it kind of slow and like i bungled it and then Alita like slammed through me and then <laughs> for all of the like christopher yelling there was
0: And Alina just yelling at me like, get out of my way. I'm like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. (laughs) Uh, And you had a lot of fun with the Christopher uh, moment in your confessional. I loved sort of seeing the two of you reenact that moment. Uh, It's so funny. Well,
1: that's all we could hear was like Emily screaming, Christopher,
2: Christopher. Yeah,
0: the race was absolute chaos. Yeah. it was really fun. Yeah. Yes. Well, and and listen for the team, like, like, it seems like the spirit of your team was trying to be, which was how can we have the most fun every episode? You know, this was probably just right up your alley. I have to imagine yeah. Yeah. <laughs> getting to do this race. Um, but that takes us though, into the semi-finals. And this is the roller coaster madness challenge. Your build was the, the Kraken. And, you know, this was, you know, kind of the, the story of the two of you, at least at the start of this challenge was Sam wanted to engineer uh, a new way to do a loop. You know, Lego had created a bespoke piece with the loop coaster uh, Lego set. um, And, you know, you really thought, you know what, I think we could, I think I could come up with my own loop. And, you know, this really created, I think, um, you know, sort of like the drama for the two of you at the start of this. Um, And I love, (laughs) again, Nina, like the voice of reason here, you know, you're like, We need to get this to work. And you've been fussing with it for the last three hours now. Um, (laughs) You know, so like, I love that you're always the voice of reason, but talk us through what this was like in the moment, because obviously Jamie came and gave you some, some specific uh, criticism saying, um, you know, basically like when we designed this, we we tried this as well and we, we couldn't make it work. So, you know, to make it work under this time constraint was a bold choice. He was, he was looking to you to have a backup.
2: So that's the thing is that we did have the backup, which is using the official sure. loop elements. Um, but it wasn't like trying to reinvent the wheel. It was just trying to get all of the parts in one color because those loop elements don't come in red. And we're like, wow, it'd be really cool if we could just have like a purely red roller coaster and <laughs> yeah. not have to deal with all these extra pieces, right? Or extra colors. So that was really where we were trying to go with it. Um, sometimes you win, sometimes you lose. Well, what can I say? <laughs> um, we, we still got to do like the fun little diamondback that, uh, you know, uh, Jamie also had a couple of words to say about, but, you know, we still managed to do that. So that was an interesting part. And again, um, this was another one of those times where I was like, well, I don't know if I'm going to get to do this like big water technique that I wanted to try out with all of these motors and moving parts. So I got to do the like wavy water at the bottom of the roller coaster as well. That uh was it something that I wanted to try out and I had access to all these parts, so why yeah. not? Um so yeah again this is another one we're like okay well we're having fun with it but like let's hopefully make it to the finals here. But it was it was a really good build. And uh again like a bit of hubris maybe trying to build it myself, but at least I tried and I got to <laughs> play with some of these fun roller coaster pieces. And there's you know what they did me a bit of justice in the edit. They It shows at work like once
0: (laughs) and then
2: then never again. But (laughs) maybe if it was more than a what was it like a 12 hour challenge? Like, yeah, you know, a couple more than 12 hours could
0: maybe do something more with that. But (laughs) Well, you had a lot of fun mechanisms, like like you mentioned, that diamond back was something we really hadn't ever seen before. and And that really was very cool. But, you know your your theme was all about the Kraken, and you've got in the final build sort of all the tentacle arms really reaching out throughout, and you have those fun motor functions at the bottom. Talk us through just sort of the concept. You know, how did you arrive at the Kraken because it could have been a roller coaster or about anything?
2: I think it was just like we haven't really looked at the ball joint elements in a while. Like let's uh,
0: let's build something like <laughs> (laughs) (laughs) Creepy crawly and
2: like fun intentically. And, you know, it seems like a a pretty standard go-to roller coaster theme park style attraction to be like, ah, the water one with like the sea monster that's coming out. the (laughs) thing Right. So it's it's leaning into the tropes when you need to, but also hopefully doing something a little bit new with them. Um,
0: And again, just having fun playing with Lego. That's all I want to (laughs) do. Oh, well, I love that. Honestly, like, I think if everyone went into every challenge like just trying to have fun i think that they would actually also be more successful on the show um so uh maybe that's like one of the things we can take away from this team is that maybe by leaning into the fun sort of like like in this case like you said you're like i you know this is a cool element let's have some fun with this element and you know that became the theme of your roller coaster so i i i really I I like that spirit. I think a lot of people who listen to this are like thinking about going on the show. And so I hope that's something that people take.
2: Yeah, yeah, we'll maybe talk on that later. But yeah, if I can give you any advice to anybody listening that wants to go on Lego Masters, don't take it so seriously. Like have (laughs) all of the fun you can with it because at the end of the day, it's like you're on a goofy program about playing with Lego bricks. And if you're not having fun doing that, then you're missing thing one. So...
0: (laughs) Well, you know, so now we then move on to the results. You are the, you know, Chris and Robert are the winners, but you are the very next team. You know, Mm. I I would call that second place uh, in this challenge, you know, uh, getting to advance onto the finale. And, you know, like, you you know, episode one, you were hoping just to tie it all back to not go home. (laughs) And now here you are and you're in the finale. I mean, Nina, you know, obviously this Lego journey has taken you to a lot of places and now it's taking you to the finale. What was that like for you?
1: Um, it was quite unbelievable. Um and yet it was, you know, it, it it just showed how we grew um as well during this whole journey. And it was um in terms, well, for me anyway, um, I knew a lot more about building Lego by that time. I knew um, you know how quickly we had to work. And I also got a much more, like I liked the people that that we were, you know, heading into the finale with, and I thought this was just going to be a fun finale. Like, these are people that we, like, it was just, it was great to be into the finale with the, the those other two teams, Chris and Robert, Paul and Lita, they were um, just great people. We always had fun with them, you know. After after being on the set, going out, yeah, they were friends, and so it was fun to just be on the in the finale with the with our friends. Oh, I love
0: that. And you know, you you mentioned you know having sort of your list of ideas. Sadly, we didn't get the finale version of uh, Little Wizard Big Hat uh, as I was you know maybe hoping we might. No, I'm just kidding. Um, But you know, talk to us just about how you came up with this concept for the finale because part of the fun of the finale is that you have 24 hours and you can build literally whatever you want but that's also like an open-endedness that is tough you know from a creative standpoint sometimes sometimes constraints can actually be quite helpful in the creative process so talk to us about how you arrived at this final concept
2: so the final concept was um something that like it was a bit more in depth than what fully got displayed on the show. Um, but you know, it was uh, it was it was a fun personal build for me, at least. Um, that was all kind of centered around this one element that we found in there, which was like you know the little flower stem. It's not the flower stem. It's like the nineteen nineties flower, where it's like a one by one brick with the flower yeah, yeah. around it. Um, so there was that in yellow, which I don't know why this made me think of cauliflower, but cauliflower is white, but. The way that my grandma prepares cauliflower is like alugobi which is like it's got the turmeric it's got these like yellow spices in it so it's like this i don't know it just screamed yeah. alugobi and cauliflower to me so the uh the whole story of our final build was kind of a story of like me growing up with my mom and my grandma and now my wife and just kind of this like progression through the ages Uh, while I'm also represented as this little cauliflower that's shown, grown on the counter of my grandmother's kitchen in winter, planted into the garden in spring with like my mom and her friends at the garden parties that she would host. It is then growing, uh, in my backyard with my wife as we're kind of like cultivating it and then mom's preparing this same vegetable on her balcony in the fall. And then at the very end, we're like taking that and then, you know, uh, serving it up in like a meal to all of our family and friends. So it's about, you know, taking the concept of yourself and like growing as a person, developing into a full human being and then sharing yourself with others, with your community, with all of your loved ones. So that was kind of the like real um concept of our final build which was just something that I was thinking about something that I really wanted to do and it like it's a once in a lifetime opportunity to be able to just like sit down and build that which was like so cool and then to have my grandma and my my wife come and you know they were there for a little bit to help us build it like it was it was great it was wonderful it was a once in a lifetime experience and I can't say enough great things
0: about it yeah i mean so much of like if we look back at it, it's, you know, sort of like letting, giving you the opportunity to do all of the things you wanted to do on the show, whether it was a mechanism, whether it was, you know, uh, so, you know, something, some, you know, fun idea, like, um, you know, like the cuckoo clock or the mechanisms in the water in the last challenge, it's, you know, it's giving you a chance to do everything you wanted to do. And, and here we are in the finale and it's like one last, you know, full experience to get to build this really like beautiful, you know, tr- you know, true to yourself, uh, our artistic story in Lego form with all the time and all the brick to do it. And and you do it, you know, and, you know, you said uh, that you're building a tree, showcasing how communities come together. And, you know, you said that's everybody's story. And you said, I hope we can translate, Sam, you said, I hope we can translate that to a Lego set. So, you know, I'm curious to get the two of your thoughts. Like, was the, the new real revelation that they gave you in the finale episode that the winning build would turn into a Lego set? Did that impact sort of what you were doing or did that change anything or just add more pressure? How, how did that news, you know, sort of hit you in the moments? Um, So I've seen Iron Man three
2: and (laughs) in Iron Man three, there was never a scene in which the Mandarin rode like a lawnmower with a flamethrower on the back of it. But I've also (laughs) seen the Lego Iron Man three sets where in the Mandarin definitely has a ride on lawnmower with a flamethrower on it. So I'm like, okay, whatever I do, they can make it to a set. (laughs) <laughs> um, and it might not even be part of the thing that we build. so whatever. um, but yeah, I, I think that the the goal of Lego Masters is, like you said, to just kind of um or at least the goal for Lego Masters for me was to have fun was to go in and to this experience and just like take everything that I could out of it and do something that I would never get the chance to otherwise. So that's build this massive, you know family tree story that I wanted to tell, build a big rug build a big cuckoo clock with this underground train. Like, I'm I'm going to go for it. And then, however, the judges or the brickmasters or the people at home, or if, like, if this gets made into a set, that's fantastic. There are wonderful people that know how to translate whatever we do into a product for other people. Yeah. And like we said, it is kind of a universal story because, like, you know, you take me out of it. You take out, you know, my grandma's... Uh, a Lugobi, you take out whatever. It's still the, like, it's still a story of growth. It's still a story of sharing, and it's still a story about, you know, your kind of your family and your community, which is what we're trying to get at the end of it.
0: Yeah, and and for, for everyone's reference, I did look it up. Uh, the set that uh, Sam's talking about, and I knew exactly when he started where he was going, but uh, it was set seven six zero zero eight. Iron Man versus the Mandarin Ultimate Showdown from Iron Man 3. Uh, So if you want to look it up and see uh, a a character on a lawnmower from a Marvel set, uh, that's that'll help you uh, as you're listening to this podcast. But, you know, this was a really, really special build, you know, and, um, you know, and seeing how it comes together, you know, the only thing that that, uh, I or the only like sort of an immediate criticism that the build got during the build phase was from amy which was she said do you have any plans to t- to tie your stories together and uh nina you had like the most amazing like really diplomatic answer where you're like that's an interesting idea uh we'll have to think about that and integrate that into the tree perhaps you know you 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 were just like you have this like amazing calmness about you i feel like throughout all these episodes <laughs> but but the, the, the like the um the diplomacy in that answer like it was just it was so savvy to say like, yes, we hear you and we will process that. And, you know, we can just put that aside for now. You know, I, I don't, know. I loved that, but ultimately you come up with this four seasons concept. So Nina, talk to us about that and sort of how that shifted things for you in the build. Uh,
1: well, it was, that was sort of what I was trying to get to Sam. about. (laughs) We were talking (laughs) about this and I was trying to tell him, we've got to sort of think about how this is all going to Dress. And um, and so when Amy came over and said that, it was like, yeah. I guess we'll have to talk about
2: that. Right, Sam? <laughs> I, uh, you know, we talked about people really understanding right away, like how to be good at reality TV and how to like, I don't know, be on for the camera and like be <laughs> willing to do good reality TV. And like, I'm just so bad at it, I guess. Like in that <laughs> last episode, especially watching it back. I'm like, man, I am so tired and I am like just so focused on the thing that I am doing and nothing else. Um, I felt like I was really giving them nothing and I'm so sorry to all of those editors.
0: Uh. (laughs) But you did give us an unbelievable build. I mean, this was a massive tree. I mean, it was taller than both of you. And we talked a little bit about this in your exit interview with me. But like the way that this came together was just an unbelievable, a massive amount of work because. You know, we talk about just the underlying structure to create the curvature of that tree and to have it be solid to be able to support those giant leaf, you know, uh, sections with the dioramas. But the dioramas were incredibly detailed, you know, like the winter one alone has the full kitchen, the cabinets, the stove, oven, the fridge, the sink, the counter, tables and chairs that have plates and food. There are three full figures and there's a motorized element, um, which I, I, I assumed it was maybe smoke coming out, but it did sort of look like flying yeah. bacon to me. So maybe uh, you, could, you could clarify <laughs> okay. that. But, but, but you know, it, I, it was was, I, was go,
2: I was going for like the Looney Tunes style, like the, yeah. the, the aroma
0: coming off the stove. Okay, um, good.
2: Flying bacon. All right, I'll take it.
0: <laughs> it's just because it was that grill piece. Um, yeah, but, yeah, yeah uh, I know exactly. But, but, but I mean, but it was like an immense amount of work. I mean, obviously you had 24 hours to do it but you really made the most of the time with all that. So just talk to us about the build. You know, tell us sort of like from your perspective, you know, what 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 were you really proud of with that build or what stood out to you?
2: I I think that I, you know, of the characters we were trying to capture, I think we captured the characters correctly. Um I'm very happy with how that like mini landscape translated and turned out. Um also one of the things that they told us was, you know, watch out so you don't make a tree trunk or like a tree stump or like a section of a tree. Like it's gotta be a full tree if it's going to be a tree. And I think that we were able to get a full tree out of it. I don't think that it felt like, you know, just a section or, or sure. anything like that. Um, but I mean, with any with any art, I think looking back on it, I'm always
0: like, I could have done so much stuff way better. But you know, it <laughs> is was what it was. Hindsight, um, you know. Um, yeah, but, right. But, but I mean, listen, you have so much to be proud of. And like one of the coolest moments for me, for the two of you, you know, in this episode was when they bring out everyone's family, you know, so they had, yeah. you know, your wife, Gina, they had your, you know, grandmother Rabinder, like to, to, to like, there's that funny moment um, during the build phase where you're actually remarking on the figure of her and you're saying, oh no, you've got to make it shorter, you know, cause she's so <laughs> short. And then she walks out on set. I mean, like what, like a, like, what an uh, like amazing moment to have the person that you're, you know, personifying in Lego really like come to see this thing firsthand, you know, we always talk about like, you almost wish that people can be there for these moments. So you don't have to explain it because there's there's somehow no good way to really explain what it was like. And to have these people that meant so much to you, not only get to see you in action, but to see the representation of your life story with them that you're trying to create. I mean, what was that like?
1: That was unbelievable. Yeah, very much. It was just like that's to surprise. And um, it was just, it was great having my mom there. It really was. I, we, you know, she doesn't travel. The fact that she came down there, um, she's 92 <laughs> years old. She's, um, yeah, the fact that she was there and she was just thrilled to be there. It was, Great. It was really
0: great. Uh, Yes. Well, she said, when we'll asked how proud of you uh, that she was, she said, no limit. Um, So uh, we loved that. And it was just great getting to see that come together. But Sam, what was your thoughts on all this?
2: Um, I like it was a huge surprise for mom. I unfortunately got it spoiled for me a little bit. Um, Production was very good. Like they had their lips sealed. They did not let us know a thing. But I paid for my grandma's SIM card in her iPad. And uh, (laughs) I got a message that said, uh, your SIM card is in Atlanta. And I was like, Oh, grandma's here. That's weird. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, unfortunately, uh, grandma, the iPad kid ruined the surprise for me on that one. But (laughs) Uh, You know, it was still really um, it was it was wonderful to see them. Obviously, Um, you know, at that point we'd been gone for like eight weeks, so like just seeing my wife was also really great. Yeah, Um, you know, it was it was a really good time. Uh, Yeah, a beautiful moment. We'll remember it for the rest of my life.
0: Oh, I mean, that's so amazing. And also, like, obviously, this is the first time we've had family on set since the pandemic, and so like it's it's great just to sort of see that open up and to have those shared experiences. Um, But Ultimately, I think, you know, like, uh, like she said, no limit is how proud you should be of your final build in this episode. And they go through, they announce third place. You realize now you're in the top two. It's between you and, you know, your team and Christopher and Robert's team. You know, it could go either way. And ultimately we see Christopher and Robert win. But, you know, I want to say like, I, I watched it back a few times. Cause w- me watching these episodes is no one wants to watch with me. I, I'm constantly pausing. I'm going back. I have subtitles on like, no one wants to watch this with me, but I went back and like, Sam, I looked at you and you instantly have an enormous smile on your face. You're clapping, you're celebrating. And like, there's a real genuineness to someone who got so close, you know, and, you know, came up just the tiniest bit short here. I, I just like Talk us through that moment, because I was like, I really admired that on my like rewatch is seeing sort of that genuine reaction from you.
2: It, like, you know, obviously, yeah, there's like this like bit of disappointment of like, oh, I like came up short and whatever. And like, I just didn't make it. But at the same time, like Chris and Rob were two of my dear, dear friends. Right. <laughs> and like, I know that this means like the world and a half to Christopher, like the dude is <laughs> like a legomaniac, you know? Yeah and uh like the the getting a set the the whole nine like yeah chris chris deserves it chris he's a beautiful human being
0: Aww. and
2: just like seeing those guys you know seeing that happen to them is is you know the second best thing that could ever happen so
0: Aww. well and and nina you were talking That's about true. it like to be in the finale with people that you not only like respect their talent but also like that you just genuinely like to be around. These are good people, nice people, you know, so, you know, it had to feel like Sam said, like a little bittersweet, but, you know, if it couldn't have been you, I guess it, you're glad it was at least one of these two other teams uh, to, to do it.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. It was, uh, it was really good. And and it was nice that, you know, all our families were there to see this as well. So it was, yeah, it was a good, good yeah. feeling for all of us. Yeah. For uh,
0: sure. I love it. Well, you know, obviously you, you went through the whole experience, you know, Nina, maybe you didn't realize you were on a TV show, but then you realized it when you watched the whole thing back. Um, but now, you know, we've had a few weeks away from the show. You know, I'm curious just to like hear from the two of you, like, h- how does it feel looking back on this experience? You know, you know, what are what are some of your takeaways or or just things that, you know, will stick with you?
1: Well, the friendships, I think uh will really stick with us um we're all on a group chat together and people are talking every day and um <laughs> how we're planning our next uh, get together what uh, um conventions we're going to things like that so that's it's a nice way to keep connected with those people yeah
2: yeah obviously yeah the people that we met is you know the biggest prize um but the, just you know, the whole experience was just a kind of once in a lifetime opportunity. And for me personally, it was kind of like a bit of a, you know, um, maybe a kick in the pants to just like, okay, try it out, pursue your passion, see, see if you can do it. And uh, that's kind of the, the road I'm on now. And uh, we're going to keep going, keep trying and see what happens.
0: So I love excited. that. Well, you know, we, we talked a little bit about advice earlier, um, you know, about what, how, how you would think about other people, you know, like giving them advice if they were going to take this journey. So I'm curious, you know, you know, what, what was something that you learned that you think you wish to pass on to sort of the next generation of Lego masters, or is there something from a prep standpoint that now knowing how it all turned out, you wish you could have, you know, done kind of from the beginning?
1: Um, I don't think that there's anything different than I could have done, uh, uh <laughs> in terms of prep, quite frankly, but, uh, in terms of telling people, and if there's little kids watching, you know, younger, um, people, that I just keep building is what I would say. Um, and keep, keep at it. If this is what you want to do, then just follow your dream and uh, keep building and you'll be happy.
0: Oh,
2: (laughs) yeah. Yeah. I think perseverance is a big, big thing of just, yeah, try. And then when that fails, try again. And then, you know, keep going from there. Um, you're never going to get it right the first time, So don't expect to, and expect to keep trying again and again, because eventually you will. Um, But beyond that, I would say,
0: yeah, uh, don't build big gray blobs. Think about colors. (laughs) 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 I love it. I love it. Well, um, you know, you alluded to this a little bit, Sam, like in terms of your aspirations and things that you want to do next. And, you know, you mentioned the conventions. So what is next for this mother and son dynamo team that we got to see on the show
2: uh well the next place that we'll both be is gonna be at uh brick can toronto or sorry brick can vancouver um in april of this year uh, wonderful premier canadian lego convention um come say hi there uh, a couple of other <laughs> conventions planned but i don't think anything 100 percent Set in stone. Um, I if you're looking for more of me, uh, I'm on Instagram at Groovy Bones, as well as on YouTube and TikTok, um, Groovy Bones and Groovy Bones Bricks on TikTok. So follow along there for more fun stuff. And that's about it. That's all my plugs.
1: <laughs> Anything to add, Nina? Uh, no. Uh, I'm not not doing that kind of. I'm just supporting Sam. Uh, on his journey here. And so uh, follow him. Groovy bones,
0: groovy bones. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, listen, like, like I said, you know, this was a really special team, you know, the two of you, the mother and son team, which we have, we've only had really like one other one like that. But I think that you were so unique and, and just the, what you brought to the show and the way that you work together and being able to share your personal stories and, and who you are, you know, and where you come from was just really special for us. And just, It's also been so special to get to spend this time with you. So thanks so much to the two of you for just being so generous with your time. I mean, uh, you know, people don't know, but it's incredibly late right now. But I'm so grateful uh, to the two of you um, for being, you know, so generous with your time and sharing so much about this journey uh, with all of us. Well, thanks for having us, Michael. It was great to be here. Yep. Yep. It was so great to get to talk to Nina and Sam. This is really just such a special team and they really brought so much of themselves to the show. Not to mention that I feel like we learned so much behind the scenes and extra details in these deep dives that, of course, I'm going to keep them going. So be sure to stay tuned and subscribe to make sure you don't miss out on my next postseason deep dive with another one of your favorite season four teams. And of course, leave this podcast a rating and review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you're listening to it now. So if you want to follow along with the podcast, be sure to subscribe on whatever podcast platform you're listening to it now. If you want even more Lego content, be sure to check out my YouTube channel Talk Bricks, where I cover the Lego news for the week every Saturday. And you can follow the channel on all social media platforms with the username at Talk Bricks. And if you want to follow the podcast on Instagram and Facebook, it's Talk Bricks Masters. And on Twitter, it's TB Masters. Thanks again, and I'll see you guys next time.